said and she said you need to pay attention If they make the comment then it's worth the mention Jamil and Shatora you know they got the scoop At work talking about what black people do If you ain't real then you probably won't feel this It's all facts you know they coming with the realness Or pettiness either way you are getting it Uncut, unfiltered, and unedited Lifting up the culture, you know how it's gotta be Making words work, give it to you tongue and cheek Forget that water cooler, we like tea sweet This is boss talk reserved for the beast sweet Beast sweet, beast sweet Boss talk is reserved for the beast sweet Beast sweet, beast sweet Cool it out or you'll end up on that beast sweet Welcome back to the B-Sweet Podcast. I'm one half of the B-Sweet Podcast. <laughs> I'm the better half of the B-Sweet Podcast. <laughs> for today. For today. I got it on just the next now, one. Just for now. You know, this is my birthday month too, so. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. Not just you. Yeah. My, Both of us. Uh, everybody. Yeah, is it? The B-Sweet got older in January. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting up there. Yeah. You know, so. That's good. We're getting up there in age, man. That's good. Listen, age is a blessing. It is. It is a blessing. I don't look my age though. Neither do I. You know how old I am? I do. Okay. I ain't gonna put it out there though. But no, nah, you look amazing. I don't look my age though. No, that's good. That's good. I'm Forty soon, you know that. Damn. Are <laughs> you forty? Good gracious, yeah. good Google Mooga. Yeah, I turned thirty nine this month. Congratulations, yeah. Thank you. Black don't crack. No, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't take care of myself. You do. All my juices and berries. You know? <laughs> Keep yeah. it juicy. Yeah. Keep it juicy. Yeah, remember, we, remember that song. Keep it juicy. Juicy. Yeah, we we need to bring that back. Uh, you know, uh, uh, our, our, our playlists. Uh, yeah. You know, come up with our our, our quarterly. There's playlist. always a bop. There's yeah. always a bop. You got a bop right now? Man, I have just been all about Miguel all the time. I got to stop. Really? I'm just addicted. Miguel? To, yes. Oh, my God. He has an album out or something? Nah, I'm just I'm just back at War and Leisure, you uh, know? His first album was was a vibe. Yeah. That I mean, he's... was this. Like, if I could take my vibe and bottle it up, he's the closest thing to mm. it for me. Mm. But, you know, you got you to gotta splash some Solange in there. Yeah, some, she, she's dope. Some Frank Ocean. You know, some mm-hmm. childish. Childish is cool. I got, you know, but anyways, I'm just, I, I'm all over Miguel right now. I can't stop. Frank Ocean. Let's go back to him for a second mm-hmm. because what's up with this dude, man? Like he's like, it's this super mysterious and like always, it's like, yeah, he he's does, like assistant. Well, he did some, he has some weird party out there, some prep party or something. Yeah. No. I don't know what was, it, it was like if prep was back in the eighties. You know the you know the 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 medication you could get prep. Yeah. yeah, I don't I didn't get it, but I didn't really try to. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. I think it. You know, I think I think it it was controversial. It was interesting, mm. but you know, artists they they get to they get to play with social norms in ways that people, people who get can't. a paycheck don't. Right. You know. Right. But speaking of artists and social norms, let's uh, kind of talk about this for us. <sighs> Uh, Lizzo. <laughs> wait, you wait, dude. You hit me over the head yeah. right now. What's up, man? What's up with your girl? Let me say this. Okay. Go Lizzo. Let me mm. say this because for so long, women have had to apologize for their bodies and for what their bodies do and don't do. I get that. And my girl has said, you know what? I came to win. And guess what? Regardless of what her body looks like and how it fits in with Eurocentric, you know, standards. Yeah. 
Sis is talented as hell. Yeah, no, no. She, she, she's definitely she, talented. she's a vibe. All summer, I was rocking out to Lizzo. Yeah. Because I felt great every time I listened to her music. Now, would I wear a, a t-shirt with the booty cut out to a Lakers game? No. And I think that's where I had the problem. No. That's where I had the issue. But, again, she's an artist. And what she's doing, we talking about her? Yeah, but but talking about it for I mean, and that's the, that's the problem that I think we have nowadays is that uh, a lot of these folks, you know, they're attention attention seeking, you know, and they're clout chasing, you know. So, and I think you know for you know seeing that what what, what happened to her a couple months ago at the at the Lakers game, I think that was a clout chase. Yeah, but whose fault is that? Is that theirs or is that ours as consumers? Because mm. what do we pay attention to? You, you, know you know couldn't saying? help but to pay attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, come on. That was, and it was a bit excessive. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 again, for me, I think it was just the platform in which she chose to express herself. Yeah. At that game, you know, yeah. you have children there. Yeah. You know, and if this was anyone else, if it was anyone else, just a, a, a regular person who went up there and would, did that. Well, would we have had? Would we be having this discussion if she were a size two to six? Will we be having this? Discussion? Yes. Well, so yes. if so, Beyonce would have went up in there with her booty out like that and and sitting on it uh, and start everybody twerking, would be wearing booty cut out T-shirts right they now. Probably would. See, <laughs> I would have bought one. No, but I mean, what well, you would still have to call a spade a spade. What's inappropriate is inappropriate. You For sure. I mean? OK, so here's what I'll say, too, though. And this was an argument that I heard about the Lizzo situation, which is you have women who are, you know, standard size, who have on booty shorts and bra tops mm. as cheerleaders at the game. Right. So nobody is saying that that's overly sexualized when in fact it could be. But I'm going to tell you something. I've come into this space of body positivity and, you know, owning my own at this point in my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it's like, however you got to get yours, Lizzo, like if you like it, I love it. As long as you're not hurting me. Now, if families feel like that was inappropriate for their children, you know what I'll say to them? This is a great learning opportunity for you and your family. You know, you can sit down and have a conversation with your kids based on what's appropriate in your family or what's not. Because I know I would if I had children right. and, and they said, mom, like, you know, what do you think about that? Uh, you know, I'll be like, I better not catch you out there looking like that. Right. Um, but at the same time, I think there's there's some things kind of folded into this conversation, too that go into our topic for today because you've also got like rape culture out there where it's like women have to look a certain way or dress a certain way. And if you go, if you're too hyper-sexualized and a man crosses your boundaries, well then there's an indictment against you, you as a woman for looking a certain way. Which I know? think is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, like, I think ugh, I just see the Lizzo issue as like busting the door down on so many different issues. Fat shaming, slut shaming, Eurocentric beauty standards, male privilege. Right. Like all these things. And I don't know, like at the end of the day, if I had to take a stance on how I feel about what Lizzo did, do it again. <laughs> do it again Lizzo you know what okay. I mean but like just don't do it at like a preschool 
Don't keep it out of kindergarten. And, and again, it's, I think it's just a time and place for all of that stuff. Sure. Absolutely. Um, like you, I feel like you wouldn't have as much thought about it if she were on stage. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I've seen her like twerking in a diaper on, <laughs> on stage. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, I'm not. Sheesh. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually like her. I think yeah. she's dope. I think yeah. she's an incredible talent. You yeah. Know, but, but I think that's a, like you said, it's a great segue into our conversation about black male privilege. Is it a real thing? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I we got know. some voices on here who, you know, have their perspective. We got some it. guests we, today. Listen, we, we got, got some dope guests. guests. We got some dope guests. This is our first guest. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. our first guest. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. Welcome we're doing to 2020. Things we're doing things a little different. You know, so. Um, so here's what I want to say. This topic might be triggering for some people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will, might disagree with this topic, uh, the reason why it was chosen as a topic is because in the black community, we often suffer lots of traumas, but we don't often enough acknowledge the traumas that we face and, and how they impact us as a people. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, we decided to go out on a limb. We decided to go out on a limb and have a little bit of a controversial topic, but also bring other voices into the topic. So yeah. I want to introduce Let's my homie. I mean, this is the, cause again, before we um, get into the introductions, uh, we want folks to remember that this is a uh, part of a three part series, Correct. you know, um, about on this topic of black male privilege. And today I'm in the, in the presence of Queens, man. Greatness. We have our ladies today. Oh, we, my, oh goodness. my God. We got these beautiful black women Just, in here today. Delicious. I'll let you go ahead and do the honors of introducing our guests. So, you know, we were very thoughtful about the people who we chose because we didn't want people who would just agree or disagree with either of us. People who are very intelligent, have their own background um, in dealing, you know, very deeply in the black community and diverse communities in and of themselves. And so not only are these two ladies people I consider family, however, they definitely have minds of their own. (laughs) I have no problems coming at me any day of the week on any topic. So we got the one and only Kua in the house. What up, though? How's it going, y'all? We're good. How are you? I am good. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. That was a great, great uh, Excited to be a part. Listen, yeah, really and a first guest. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. That's exciting. Thank you for gracing us with your, with your skin. Of course. A privilege. <laughs> Black girl magic all around. Oh, my goodness. I'm uh, tingling. Uh, <laughs> our, next, our next family member is my homegirl, Maddie. Maddie Fresh, as I call her. Maddie Fresh. Maddie Fresh. Maddie Fresh. Maddie Fresh. Fresh. The freshest of 2019 <laughs> in the already, building. No, we're in 2019. We in 2020 now. We in 2020 now. Yeah. Last year. I know, Don't right? Try to leave me last year. But I'm that's when we met. This year. Right, but, that. but that's when we met. So you is my freshest of 2019. You know what I'm saying? So now we in 2020 and getting fresher. I'm excited to be here. Wow. We're getting into something today. We're getting into something, something. Yeah, we, we're excited What's to up? have y'all. Definitely excited to have y'all. So... So again, we uh, again we wanted to bring y'all on because there's this 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 topic of black male privilege that's out there, and you know if it's even a thing, you know some people might disagree that there's no such thing as black male privilege. Um, some people might have very strong opinions about 
um, arguing in favor for black male privilege, you know? So we just wanted to get some different perspectives, you know? And I would say off the bat, everybody listening, I think black male privilege exists. Okay. I do think it exists. Okay. And based on just my own firsthand knowledge of black men and interacting with them, but I'm on the fence with it. Yeah. I mean, and that's cool. You know what I mean? And, and that's important. So what I wanted to do first off, and then we're going to get into some kind of current issues that have happened. Um, but we, I, I just want to kind of set the stage for what privilege could be, right? Uh, and and there's a couple definitions out there. But, you know, for for some people, when they talk about privilege, they talk about it in the framework of power, right? And so being an extension of power, it should lead to opportunities and options that historically others don't have. Right. So it's unearned in that sense. Right. In a in a sense, in a sense, it's unearned. In my opinion, privilege, this topic is academic and social. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's cases for it. There's cases against it. You could look at data, but you can also use anecdotes to kind of get into it. And there's a there's a quote that I want to there's a passage that I want to read from this article by Jewel Woods. It's called the Black Male Privileges Checklist, which takes privilege and kind of disaggregates it into like all privileges that a person can get. So instead of being like an overarching like benefit, it's like, OK, well, these are the certain these are the specific things that an individual can attain through, you know, just their biology, just being born. So anyways, the the passage says examining black male privileges offers black men and boys an opportunity to go beyond arguments of personal responsibility or blaming the man to gain a deeper level of insight into how issues of class and race are influenced by gender. Gender is one of the most important tools in the production or reproduction of power because it relies on consent and not just coercion. So That's why I wanted to talk about black male privilege today, because it also helps us to discover and examine how that privilege is is folded into issues of class and race. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, jump right in. We're going to jump right in. First and foremost. okay. so when you when you kind of preface the subject. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why you would put black in front of male privilege. I think male privilege is a thing. Mm. Um, but I don't think black male privilege is a thing. And especially as a black woman, um, starting off in that same, you know, we're, we're both black. Right. And so we both face differences and challenges as black people. But I think the difference comes in when you start to talk about gender and in terms of Women and men. I think that's where I'm at with it. So I, I'm struggling with the term black male privilege as something that exists in general. I mean, for you, it sounds like it's about more male. It's privilege about male privilege and not necessarily black. Male and so privilege. I think there's a distinction there, too, where we we might as people, right, like as black people, I feel like maybe black men have a harder time of accepting male privilege. And that's a different conversation. But black male privilege, as it stands, is something that I don't think exists. I let me I just need to tell you something first. 
Y'all know how much I love black men. Amen. I love black men. Amen. I will fight for black men. I will go to hell for black men and bring them back. I don't know about hell. Like, I, I love black men. Talk like I just it. have to tell you that. Talk about it. And I was I was irritated with this topic of black male privilege. Yeah. And you read that and you said the the passage about it requires consent. Privilege requires like consent. And when you talk about black male privilege in that sense, then I think it must exist because there are only two areas that I think black male privilege truly exists. And that's when it comes to um, athletes, people in the entertainment Uh. sector. And I do believe coming from a family of professional athletes, that is the only space that black men are treated like they're not black men. Okay. They are God because they could put on some tight ass pants and run on some (laughs) green grass and try to tackle grown ass men. Mm -hmm. Like that is the only space in my mind that they are not treated like black men. And do they consent to not being treated like black men in that space? I think so. Mm. But I think in certain in those certain areas where it exists, I think it must exist because while they're consenting to not being treated like the black man that they've always been treated, they're moving ahead. So I wouldn't look to them and say like, no, 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 don't accept that and leave me behind because I'm like, go ahead and get into that space right. and then bring me after. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a question for y'all. Yeah. OK. When I think of black male privilege, I really couch it in juxtaposition of black women. So something that black men don't have to do is choose between their race and their gender. And quite often I'm in rooms talking about race and privilege Mm -hmm. all the time. And especially when you're talking in women's progressive groups, you, I remind those groups that first I'm black and second, I'm a woman. And so in order to advance the interest for me and my people, which I'm talking specifically about black women, have to make a choice, right? Like what's, which room do I need to be in Mm -hmm. to make this happen for us? And I know that black men don't have to make that choice. And so I understand that there is no level of privilege really that black men have that other people don't except in the framework of black women. Because they're not the bottom of the barrel. Right. We are. Right. But see, I, I question that though, right? So you're saying that don't they don't have to choose um race over sex, but why is why is it that way? Because we live in a patriarchal society to begin with, where men don't generally have to choose outside of being a man. So that's where I go back to male privilege is a thing, but being a black, I don't know, black male privilege. I still, I still struggle with that. Because what's the alternative? If well, they, if they weren't, because black men, they were, you know, for so many years, you know how black men have been treated. So if they're not consenting to these black male privileges that they have, what would be the alternative? Would you want them in that space of not right. having these so, certain privileges? As absolutely. A, so even when you oh. talk about reconstruction mm-hmm. or the great migration, right? All of that was so, was so that, Black families could conform to Eurocentric ideas of patriarchy. I do not disagree, but I got one phrase for you. Ride or die. Talk about it. (laughs) Talk about it. What is ride or die? Black women. Black women. Black women are the epitome of ride or die. Usually. I think when it comes to dating, what I said on on the, oh, excuse me, on the athletic field and when it comes to dating, 
those are two areas that I don't think things are equal in terms of black people. Mm-hmm. You see a, a black woman with a white man and you want to fall out on the street. <laughs> you see you see a black man with a white woman and you might feel away, but it, it, it's become normalized so they can date outside of their race. And but it's, it's, it's not as strange as when we want to date somebody right. that is not in our race because we're supposed to be the ride or die. We're supposed to be this or that. But I'm saying, is that their fault? I'm not talking about fault. I don't think any of this is a blame. I'm talking about do black men have privileges that black women don't? And what are the consequences and impact on our community for that? Right. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I, I think I, I don't disagree with any perspective or point of view. I'm just saying, how do we talk about these issues? Because here's the thing, right? We even feel like no matter what, just having this conversation is almost a betrayal on black men, right? And it's not about betraying black men. It's about what do we need as a community to really heal each other? I mean, the ride or die notion is something that has always been an issue for me because of how I grew up and the and the disadvantages that I saw that women got in that community versus, you know, the the freedoms that the men got. And so at what point are are we able to take control of, you know, our I don't know. Destiny is a corny thing to say, but of our destiny, of our fates and say, look, this doesn't serve me, bro. I need somebody who you want to ride or die. I do, too. (laughs) You know, well, I think that's it. I think that we don't need to continue to accept the fact that only black men can do that. Right. I'm not mad at them. I was mad for a long time that black men could do those things that they could date, that they could act that, you know, I I very rarely hear black women say, I hate black men. I'm not going to do this. But I grew up outside of Washington, D.C. And until I went to college, I didn't know that black men liked black women. Right. Because that's the space that I grew up in. But and I was mad that, for it. It was that a privilege. It was a privilege. Isn't but listen to privilege? me. But listen, it's a privilege. And I was mad for a long time until I realized, like, why am I mad at them? Because they are now doing something that wasn't done for a long time. Why am I mad at them? Why don't I just allow myself to do it, too? So I think that's it. While black men might have some privileges, it's not about saying, you know, you talk about what, what's the impact in our community. It's the fact that black women don't believe that they can do those things as well. And I guess can I, they? Though? You're, you're talking about like ride or die. So I guess. For me, it's easier to to look at that through the lens of social media right now. So a perfect example would be Gucci and his wife, right? Like mm. who stayed with mm. him for how many years? A long time. A long time, right? I'm looking at Jim Jones and Chrissy, like those situations. And I feel like, you know, you talked a little bit about self-care before and really starting to understand who you are as a as a people. I think that black women in this day and age, we can say, you know what? That's you. You got to go through your own stuff. But I question, do I need to be a ride or die? Do I need to stay there forever while you figure yourself out? No, we both have that responsibility of taking it up to, you know, if if I need to go to therapy, if I need to figure something out within myself, I feel like that the man should be able to do that, too. So in a situation like that, more power to you, Chrissy. And um, what's the girl's name? What's the girl's K- name? Keisha. What's the name? Keisha K.O.R. More power to y'all for sticking it out. But I can't say that I would do the same now. No. And maybe in a in a different version of myself, I would have, oh, okay, how can I help in that situation? So can but I- it took for me to say I deserve 
X, Y, Z, and this is what I'm going to go after. So can I flip on. that? Flip that. it, girl. Can flip I flip it. it? Flip, flip it. it. Flip it. Flip, flip it. it on. So, okay. Let's say Keisha K.R. was out there doing, That's the a good same, question. doing the same thing yeah. Gucci Mane doing. I bet you Gucci he, wouldn't be there. And he's No. And he stuck with her. And he stuck with her. What is the social media going to say? They're going to play gonna Gucci. They're going to play, they gonna play the mess him out of him. Out. Absolutely. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. We still don't ha- like there is no I don't believe that black women are allowed to have the same freedoms that black men have and get the same benefits of the doubt that they get socially. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's something that I want to point out to everybody who doesn't know us. Right. You've got three black women here who are highly educated, very career driven and have no children. Never do we go to bed wondering where our next meal is going to come from. None of us are reliant on a man to pay any of our bills. Well, that's a different conversation. Now. Right. That's a, that's but a I'm different. Saying, <laughs> but, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that we all have our own privilege. Sure. Whereas there's plenty of black women who don't have the privileges that we have to say, you know, what, homeboy kick, kick rocks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. We, we have options and choices that most black women don't because of the fact that we don't have the same access to resources. And so even though black men and black women both are extremely disadvantaged comparatively in American society, Uh right? Black women still don't have the freedoms because when you talk about single parent homes, single mothers taking care of children and all that stuff, generally speaking, and I know plenty of black men who are single fathers, so don't think that there is not much love coming your way from me. I'm just talking about statistics here mm-hmm. is that like we get saddled with those issues when, when they come up. So we don't have the freedom to go out. Can we talk about TI for a second? Hold up, hold up. Cause you were, you were saying, so you were on a roll. Cause that's, cause that's, that's, it just triggered me with that PI, that, that TI yeah. nonsense, but go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking, I mean, I still feel like, that is still a male privilege thing, right? Like I don't, I don't see the distinguished response or, you know, lack of responsibilities as it comes to single female led households. I feel like in those situations, whether you're white, whether you're a different, um, you know, ethnicity, you still, as a woman, you're still stuck with more responsibilities as being the childbearer, right? Like, I feel like that's just kind of what naturally that is a That is a woman's issue it's and a woman's will be issue for a and long it will time. will be, right. Yeah. So there's not as many situations where you might see a male that has his kids where there's a wife running around doing whatever she, that just, you know, not even wife, but like a woman in that situation running around doing what she wants to do. I just don't see that, but, but that comes back to male privilege and them having the ability to leave a family that they've decided to start and do whatever the hell they want to do. I think talking about black male privilege is creating an issue on top of too many issues that we already have. It's, it's, we're in this space of, and I love it and I hate it, Mm -hmm. but we're in this space of everybody Everybody wants to be an individual with an individual voice, but not enough individuals are putting their voices together to get something done. It's just one mic, two mic, three mic, Mm. four mic. And we all are bringing up our own issues and they might all be issues. But how are we going to solve them if we don't put all our power on mic one? 
or put all our power to Mike too. Right. So black male privilege is something that is 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 coming to the surface. I'm like, wait a minute. Can, can we just talk about like a, the oppression of black people first? Right. Can we talk about getting right. equal pay to white right. men before we break it down into black women and then black men right. and then low black boys versus low black girls versus Afro puffs versus braids? <laughs> <laughs> can we can so, we just fix one thing before we start bringing up right, new I'm issues? With you, I'm with you on that and too. I'm with you too. But in the black community, we've always had issues like this that were divisive. We have, we, you know, we have colorism. We got three That's shades. True. We we got we got one two. We got five shades of brown around <laughs> the table right now. You know, you've got hair privilege. You've got the acceptable Negro. You've got the brown paper bag club. You've got straight house versus, versus gay. Male. I mean, there's a there's LGBT. a bunch of those. There's so, a bunch of those in the act. When you think about and and this is how I like to think about privilege. Privilege is a, it's an axis, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you think about your own positionality and where you fall in that lens, there might be things that. So, you know, talking about privilege in general, privilege is something that is unearned. This isn't something that you worked for. It's not something that, you know, you had to to do anything for. You just you get this privilege by by itself. Right. So you look at light versus dark. There's privileges by being a lighter fair tone for sure. There's privileges for being straight versus being gay. There's privileges for being married sometimes versus not being married, having kids, no kids. All these things are privileges, but it's an access or access. And so at any point in time, you can fall on that at the same time. There's intersections in there. And so I might be, you know, I'm brown skin, but I'm not, you know, if somebody's darker than me, I have a little bit more privilege in that sense but I might have more privilege because I have an education, whereas they don't, you know? So I don't know. It's, it's, it, you can fall on that, that axis in, a, in so many different ways. And I think we have to make sure that we pay attention to that as well. Like you don't, you don't just get one over the other and not, and not have something too, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Jamil been real quiet I, over I was there. I'm just listen, thinking I'm, about I this. I am just, just kind of taking all of this stuff in, you know, because I, I love the point that you made, uh, Maddie. Um, about we have way too many other issues, you know, to be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cherry picking, you know, um, this one particular issue because it's just another way of uh, keeping us divisive. Right. You know, I, keeping us divided. I think know? it's fascinating that you guys feel like this is divisive, actually, because what I feel it can be, though, it can right. be. I think if we have it in, intelligently. Right. And that's the whole point of doing this. But in and this is in my opinion, because clearly I'm the minority in this group, which is that in order to really heal each other, we have to be able to say, look, you can go out and do things that I can't do as a woman. And so I need you right. as my black man to cape for me in the same way that I cape for do you. you. Think and there's, I think, there, do you, um, not to cut you off, but do you think there are things that you as a black woman can do that black men can't. Absolutely. And I utilize. And so I really believe in like social uh, capital, Mm -hmm. right. And utilizing your social capital responsibly, but I leverage that whenever I can. I understand as I live and breathe that I am an extremely privileged person and the amount of disadvantage that I face for being a black woman is outweighed by the amount of privileges that I have. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I am not unaware of those. What I'm talking about are people who are com- are blissfully unaware of their privilege. And then because of that, don't utilize their privilege to be healing, compassionate, empathetic, 
and uplift Mm -hmm. the rest of the community. And that's what I said at the beginning. I said, yeah, they might have in athletes, but I'm like, go forth, black man with your privilege. But you think Aisha Curry would be cooking on YouTube if her husband wasn't the basketball star? No. I don't care, boo. I cook in my kitchen too. Listen. Okay? So he went forth with his black male privilege and he brought his wife behind. So I'm like, yeah, it's what you said. Maybe it exists, but I'm like, let's not call it that. Let's just have a conversation with our black men and say, hey, I can't do this, but once you get into that space, open that door. Keep right. keep the door open for me because I'm coming behind you. So yeah, so, so to call it an issue to say you have this, I think sometimes we frame things as black women as as an argument. It's not an argument. Right. It's it's a conversation to say, hey baby, uh, help me too. Don't forget about me. And I feel like the reality is we still live in a white supremacist type of country. You know what I mean? Like we we are struggling against far larger issues. Yeah, but this isn't this a conversation. And I, and I get that, that but I'm just saying, so, you know, to, to Maddie's point before, like, instead of trying to pick apart some of these privileges, how can we be coming together? You know, Jamil, you also said that to say, okay, we, we are fighting to get into the door. You got in first. Cool. Help my ass get in the next time. Okay. I got in first. I'm going to help you open those doors. And I feel like as a people, we have so much further to go that, Sometimes, and to your point, sometimes conversations that are divisive in this way only remain that way. And I know you're not saying that either. Like, I know you're saying, like, within our community, how do we start having these conversations with each other, which is important. My biggest gripe with the black community is that we don't talk about our issues enough. Okay. You know, it is what happens at home stays at home. You, you know, and, and uh, you know, and it's because we, 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 can't, we, we, we do can't, that sometimes because well, we, we only got a few stories to tell. So what story are we choosing to tell? Right. And we, but we also be, can't you know, trust outsiders true. all the time, you know, and, and we have to be protective of our narrative. But at the end of the day, when things are happening that are destructive within the community, where can we talk about it? You know, I don't I really don't believe this to be a divisive conversation. If you, Kua and you, Maddie, are saying like, well, we need to be coming together more, Mm -hmm. you know, but there also have to be things that we say are acceptable and are unacceptable as we move forward Mm -hmm. to really help push forward the community. And if if this is not a divisive conversation, maybe the better question is, is this a conversation we need to be having right now? Or is there a better one? Because what Akua said, we only have a couple things we can bring to light. So is black male privilege a conversation that needs to be had right now? Or is it something else? Is it a is it a bigger issue that can can be solved right now that we can bring to the table, the table that white people can see? So what's the, that? I guess what's about? the issue then? Well, yeah. I because this isn't about so many different Well, the thing issues. is, for me, this isn't about white people. This is not about white people. And 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 in in all of my experience dealing with issues of diversity, inequality, injustice. Right. What I see is that ethnicities throughout history have been able to elevate themselves, not through outside influences, but by banding together and elevating from within. So you look at the Irish or the Italian or the Jewish Right. And those communities have all said, you know what, we're going to circulate our dollars with each other before we circulate it outside. We're going to work with each other before we go outside. Right. And so that's really what I'm hoping conversations like this Mm -hmm. can do, because I think too often we're too worried about whiteness. 
And we're not how concerned enough. How can we not be, though? I guess that's the question. I'm, it's, it's in, not, this, in this country, how can we not be? Because it impacts every single thing that we do. But that's the point. That's the point is that we're so focused on that instead of focusing on what we need to do in order to move forward for ourselves. Right. Because we have more autonomy than we believe. But I feel like the conversations solely focused on whiteness or the um, oppression of whiteness have stopped us from understanding what we need. What do we need as a people? Get it. So real quick. I wanted to um, kind of play a quick clip. Um, there was a conversation that was had between uh, uh, when we were talking about this whole black male privilege thing uh, between Judge Joe Brown and Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm, oh, um, Lord. Yeah. And just to kind of preface it, uh, Dr. Uh, Umar Johnson was having a conversation with Judge um, Joe Brown and the topic of having a black woman, Harriet Tubman, on a $20 bill should, should was it appropriate? So I want to play this clip and I'm going to have you guys you know, comment on it. Okay. Okay. But you don't have a problem with a black woman. And in this case, Harriet Tubman being memorialized in whatever way that comes, you don't have a problem with that. Do you? Or, or do you? I have got a, a problem big with problem if it's on a bill before they put a black man's face on one. I have a big problem Why? with that. Why? Because do you have a historically with a black the status woman? of a, an ethnic group is determined by its men, not its women. And that you put a black woman on there before a black man is insulting to the black race because you're saying the men ain't uh, worth a damn to put a woman up there first. I disagree. I I disagree. I don't think. And the other thing is black male leadership. Honoring a black woman needs to lead the black race by saying impose (laughs) your sense of responsibility on motherhood and start raising some decent young men. Instead of these old monsters that you have running around the house where you okay, don't want to have, he got he got a lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, like, I, gotta, I, gotta, I have to stop that because I, I want to hear what y'all think a little bit. But just want to get y'all y'all thoughts on that. This was a sexism thing. Right. First off, this was a sexism issue, and that's that exists in our community too. There's a conversation. Boom, black male privilege, sexism, color. Add that to the list we just right. talked about. He sounded crazy as hell. <laughs> But it was a sexist issue. It's that a was that issue. was that was the misogynistic tone that he had. Right. He it's was not saying, a issue? No. I, "I mean, in this sense, maybe male right male, male privilege. privilege in the stance of thinking that it needs to be a, a man to come first on the on the dollar bill versus you know a woman." But I think to our point before, that's the issue, right? Like we should be coming together, and no matter who's getting it first and foremost in this country. In the country that we all have to kind of navigate through, it shouldn't matter. So I disagree wholeheartedly with how he feels in that way. And then he goes on to talk about, oh well, it, the women should be raising. What, where are y'all? Where are y'all should at? Be what yeah. we should be yeah. doing? How, how, how does this? How does this happen? It's not just us having kids on our own. No, y'all are a part of that conversation. And many times we we look at these single households and we we see what the issue is. So I think he's off base, totally off base, and. He's a judge. Right? He said it, though. He said it. He said in every culture, people look at the males for the females. So he was he, he was saying black, white, purple, pink, Irish, whatever. They always look to the males first. That's the issue. Right. Right. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah. I mean, you know where he was going with that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when talking about this whole privilege thing, you know, it's, it's such a, a, a complex issue. 
Um, and I think there's layers to it as well, because one thing that you were talking about earlier, uh, Chitora, uh, was the fact that, you know, understanding that you have certain privileges as well as a black woman, as an educated woman. And because of, you know, certain statuses and the so certain social status that you have, mm -hmm. you know, you actually have more of a privilege, privilege than a lot of black males in in our community. Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. And some black women too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a lot more privilege than a lot of people. I mean, we people. all do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. So I, I just think there, you know, there's layers to it and is, you know, it's different. Um, it's, it's, like I said, it's such a complex issue. Um, but to go back to, you know, what we were saying earlier, uh, you know, I just think that there, you know, yes, the conversation needs to be had, but I think a broader conversation um, needs to be had as well. I, I understand that, but this is the conversation we're having. Right. This is the conversation. Said, but should it be? Said, this is the conversation. But should it be? Yes, it should. Because nobody's talking about it. Because we're talking about more important things right like now. What? What did I say? We're talking about our colorism issues. We're talking about we're talking. I don't know, Shatora. I'm confused right now. But <laughs> <laughs> you had it I'm though. Say, you I'm, had I'm, it. I'm saying. I'm saying. Like we're we're talking about more important things than black male privilege right now. Like like the conversation is not about this. It's about us getting to make the same amount of money as black men right now. It's about us getting to be able to be in the same positions as black men right now. It's about us being able to wear our hair like. So black how men. can it's, we leverage? So how can we use black male privilege to leverage us? But I still think they're going that. through their own. They, they're figuring their own stuff out too right like I, I can an example that I'm thinking about right now I have a friend who works in higher ed dark skinned black male very you know he's from from Buffalo he's very connected to Buffalo but he's in this corporate structure corporate world trying to figure it out he talks about how in the education realm there's a lot of white women that run a lot of things but women in general and so for him to even be in that realm and him you know by himself is something that he's working through every single day and it's interesting because he had a conversation with um his supervisor who said you know you're very smart you're educated he has a master's he has all the background but when he enters into the room people are, are nervous they're afraid they're scared he has to tone down his malehood you know his connection to to where he's from in order for be for him to be more acceptable in this other realm so i feel like it's difficult to 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 question that because we're, we're all doing that right now in this society. We're all trying to navigate a society, which there is privilege when it comes to being white or being male. But in this sense, he's a male and he still doesn't have that privilege because of the space that he's in. So I feel like it's, it's difficult because I mean, well, we could, we could do that all day. Right. But let's like, conquer that. Could. Let's conquer privilege. Let's conquer white privilege first. And then we'll talk about, the, the, but the that's exactly what I'm that. saying is what. So, but, but how, but to your point though, how does a black man overcome his stereotype, you know, the stereotypes that are put on him in America so when we're me, not the majority, although so that's changing. So, okay. I'll, I'll go back. Okay. I'll go back because I want to focus because what I'm talking about is not about white people. What I'm talking about is how our community can become more aware of what we need mm -hmm. in order to advance. And and that's why we keep we we keep like uh, leaning back on white privilege. Right. This has nothing to do See, with white I, privilege. But let me finish. Yeah, let me go finish. Ahead. So what I'm saying is that we all have biases. Mm -hmm. We all have things that influence how we make decisions. I'm not saying that we need to cure black male privilege. 
I'm not saying that. I'm not saying let's talk about black male privilege to demonize black men. I'm saying let's talk about how black men are our, our most underutilized asset in our community right now because we need them and we need them to leverage their privilege. We need them to understand that first because you can't leverage something if you don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. And we need them to leverage that so that we can all band together, heal because our community has a lot of healing that needs to be done and then move forward together. But we're talking about like when I'm sorry, Maddie, when you're talking about, well, how are we going, you know, solve for white supremacy? That's, that is not the conversation that we're having right now. But to that point, I think it's difficult because when I look at our community and what we're going through, I feel like Black women, we got some privileges right now. You know, we're starting businesses at I'm a not, highest rate. But, but again, than that's anyone not, else. That's not the conversation. But, but wait. Because black women have often been the ones to help bring up. So, but the then community. what are you juxtaposing, right? So, if we're not talking about white privilege at all, we're just talking about our community. We're just talking about so our I'm community. So, I'm saying that within our community, yeah. I feel like black women are doing very well right For now. Sure. And so, what privileges, I guess, compared, like, where. Let's let's talk if about some specific men, issues. If, if men, if men overall, if there's male privilege, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got black men in our community, how do we take that privilege that black men do have and leverage that? But what are I guess for me as somebody who I'm looking, you know, I'm looking around like I I'm doing better than some of the black men in my own circle. For so sure. what leverage can they give me that I don't already have? That's my first question. Secondly, if we're talking about privileges in, in, in our community, right, in our black community, and you say that, and I'm, I'm looking at it from, like I said, a business standpoint, black women are starting businesses at higher rates than anyone in the country right now. We're, we're killing it. So what can, I guess, that black man, like, where are they leveraging so, that I can't so leverage? Your, so your question is even coming from a place of privilege. It is. Right. Because you have access to certain things. Absolutely. That a lot of people don't. But we still have a community that has a lot of needs that are deep seated. Right. And so, and so do you in, in that community, do you think that there there are things that the black man should be? Absolutely. Doing? OK, so then give Absolutely. us some examples of that. We so need we, we 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 need black men to stand up for black women when there are issues out in the community. Right. Okay. We also need black men to be around and say, look, I'm going to be the provider for this household. I'm going to be a co-provider for this household. We need black men to advocate for the rights of black women. We need black men to, to, to to be leaders in the community because to the point, so there's this article, there's this, um, there's this article by Hassan Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. And he talks about all of the ways he actually kind of debunks black male privilege. And if it's a thing, right? Okay. If we're talking about men overall have privilege, what we need is black men to assume let's take that privilege, right? Take that privilege and use it to help the rest of the community, because we have so many more issues mm-hmm. that have yet to be addressed. And and we need that leadership. Women are stepping up. And that's a, something that Jamil and I talk about on the podcast all the time, mm-hmm. that black women are magical. And we're, you know, one of our podcasts, we talked about, um, we talked about life expectancy, right? And how it's going down in almost every other demographic except black women, right? So the question isn't 
about black women stepping up. It's like, how do we engage more with our black men so that they're not focused on women from a sexual perspective or for how they can use a woman for her body? But like, how are we all equals? Right. Intellectually, socially. And let's look at each other instead of as men and women as like a community that all needs bolstering. But you're going somewhere else because I I completely disagree with we are all the same. I think that women have certain things that women can do and men have certain things that men can do. And that's not a sexist thing. But I I can't even get into that right now. I disagree with that. We're all the same. I'm saying not all the same. We all. okay. so we're not all the same, Madison. I get it. But what I'm that's not that that's. A very surface level analysis of what I said. What I'm saying is that we all have gifts and talents like aside from our gender and our sex. And so not approaching it from a gendered perspective of, you know, well, women are here, men are there, like we're one community. So regardless of our gender and our sex, how can we all bolster each other and utilizing the privileges that we all have? Women, women have blasted through ceilings and, and changed the way that we operate where it's okay to be, you know, a career woman you know, and we've decided we we've decided mm-hmm. we can decide if we want to have children or not. You know what I mean? Like well, those are I feel like those are things within our community that we're still trying to figure out. Right. I think those are, are tangible things we can right. talk about. Right. But I did want to go back to what you pointed out in terms of even life expectancy. Right. Like if we as black women are rising in terms of our age expectancy is going higher, but they're not. That's not a privilege situation. How I didn't we, say it was. No, I know, but I I'm say saying, it. like, to the context of the larger conversation, there there are some things that we need to be worried about as a people, right? Right. And and we talk Absolutely. about this, especially coming from a healthcare background, where there are a lot of issues. We, you know, we talk about all the differences when it comes to even healthcare and how men typically don't go to the doctor as much, or it takes us as women to take them to the doctor or make sure that they're they're involved on that level. But I feel like you know, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack here, but I guess the deeper conversation is like as, as a community, as, as a whole community, what should we be focused on to push our, push ourselves? I think as a community, we need to be focused on us as a community, Yeah, you know, and it needs to be okay to operate in a society that's healing, right. And operate in a society that's like, look, I see you for who you are. I see you as my queen, as my king, as a person who deserves the same blessing that anybody else deserves. And, and that's what I mean when I say that we're all the same. Right. I'm not talking about roles or anything social. I'm talking about like we're all human and we all deserve the same dignities Mm -hmm. and the same elevation. And we can we have the ability to give that. To each other. But are we too caught up in this is how it should be? You know, a, a woman has to ride or die, you know, versus like, well, what do we really need in order to move forward? That whole like, I'm a man. So, you know, this is how things should be. Or I'm a woman and this is how things should be. Are we holding ourselves back by not exploring beyond those boundaries? And allowing ourselves to grow in a different way, because those are actually Eurocentric patriarchal right. norms right. that we're subscribing to that we didn't before. No, no, this whole no, not happened. necessarily. And we don't have to. And sure. that's why, 
you know, I didn't want to frame this conversation in whiteness or, or, or white privilege or any of that, because for me, like we've got to start talking about ourselves, you know? And again, like this is a, this is a charged conversation. I'm, you know, I'm riled up. You know, and I think it's amazing that you guys completely disagree with me. I disagree. I just, I, I think, I, <laughs> I think my point is, I, I think you're right. This is a, taking white people out of it. I still don't think this is a conversation black people need to be having right now. There are other conversations we need to be having to heal and move ourselves forward as a community. I think it's a healing conversation. I think, I hey, think, I think there well, is, it, it is a conversation. Is it the conversation? But, but this is a conversation. I mean, what is the conversation? We could argue about that for three hours, and right? I think we can all agree to disagree. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I'm really grateful for is having such a spirited conversation uh, uh, around this topic. You know, we do have to wrap up. <laughs> Um, because, you know, we, we just got to wrap up, <laughs> you know, but, and that's, uh, and that's the point of the pot of, of this particular conversation is not to come to any one conclusion. Just right. give you it's something to, start, to think it's about, It's to start right? the conversation because yeah. yeah. right. maybe this will lead to the conversation. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. I like, I like that, that too. So, Three. We want to thank you guys. Thank you. Thanks for thank, you. thank you. We're first so guests. I feel, I feel privileged in that sense hey. to be here. The this first. Is, this was a really good conversation. Obviously, you know, this is why I love my co-host, <laughs> you know, because she's so passionate yes. about these things that we, and we love her. that we discuss. Yeah, we absolutely love her. And, um, and honestly, I just, you know, I learned so much just from listening to you guys and I, I, me being quiet was very intentional, you know, because I really wanted to, kind of get that perspective from, you know, from women, you know, around this, this area of, of male privilege and black male privilege. And if it's really a thing and to see that there are differences on, you know, here at this, at this table, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know? So I appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys um, for being on the podcast. Um, if you guys wanted to, you know, if people wanted to follow you on social media or anything like that, you know, they can hit me up. Okay. <laughs> Just look up cool. Grace. Grace is grown on Instagram. Twitter. It's Madison L. Carter on Earthang. Earthang. Oh, okay. Cool. So, Shatora, thank you. For thank y'all. Such thank a spirited you. conversation. Thank you. And guys, this is just uh, part of the the series of Black Male Privilege. Yo, we got the fellas next. Yeah, I don't know. If I I'm can't ready, wait to hear. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Oh that. my yeah, we got god, some, we got some really dope, dope to guys too. You know, <laughs> it's going to be on the podcast on, on the next podcast. Um, it's really going to be going deeper about this uh, whole subject of Black Male Privilege. So, just really looking forward to that conversation. Um, and- Hello. Yeah, ain't no hey, good, hey, Janelle. Hey, ain't huh? no hey, good. That beat dropped on her too. You better leave that on there too. <laughs> Don't edit that out. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Uh, make sure that you rate and subscribe to the podcast on all of the major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, for more information about the B Suite Podcast, you can follow us on social media. Um, Facebook um, slash the B-Suite podcast. Uh, Again, Shatora, thank you. Yo, thank y'all for listening to the B-Suite because this is what Black people talk about at work. Yep, we out. Peace.